Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of Bridgerton with Mary and Blake is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things beauty and skincare. And I gotta say, you know, a lot of us were we're working from home, we're just doing things very differently this year, and maybe we're not necessarily putting on a lot of makeup, but that doesn't mean that you don't want your face to still be glowing and youthful, like those fair maidens on this show. I mean, <laughs> honestly, the less is more natural makeup look that they are rocking is so on point, and I love it. Um, but honestly, skincare, it's going to be one of the top things that I talk about in 2021. I want to make sure that you're glowing from the inside out. So check it out now, minutewithmary.com for more information. The two of you certainly make a captivating match, oh Grace. Whatever is bothering you. Nothing at all. From Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. It's a podcast dedicated to Bridgerton on Netflix. So sit back and relax and let's get ready to spill the tea. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and boy, do I love me some daddy <laughs> issues. Daddy issues oh, are the best. It's, uh, the, it's, it's the go-to for any good television. Yeah, and as someone who doesn't have her own daddy issues... <laughs> as someone who has plenty of daddy issues... You know, we find a good balance, and we're able to see both sides of the story from this, so... <laughs> Yeah, this this episode just threw it at us. And once again, I said in the previous episode, we actually accidentally started on episode two when we started watching the series. And of course, opens up with the birth and all the darkness and all the stuff going on and the death of Simon's mother. And Mike and I were like, whoa, whoa we thought this show was like a lighthearted romantic comedy thing. Like, what's going on? It's because it was episode two. So here we are. And it gets real. It gets real right away. Before we, of course, get into this episode, we wanted to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to it right now, uh, the day that it comes out, it's because you're one of our patrons. But shortly after, it's going to be arriving out on all podcatchers of choice. And most likely, if you're listening to this now, you can actually find it in your podcatchers of choice. So you just search Marion Blake. You can search Bridgerton. And it should come on up right there for you. You can actually find us also on all sorts of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We are super duper active and we would love to connect with you there and thanks of course to our friends at jointhenerdclan.com for making this all possible all right Mavin, you ready to get into episode two sure am let's do it okay so this one was entitled shock shock and delight and 
Delight, which is actually a very great name for this episode. Of course, we have uh, Lady Whistledown saying that at any great party, there's always shock and Mm -hmm. delight. But there's far more to this title than just that. There's lots of opposing themes and connections and and character traits throughout this entire episode opening up the world opening up the um the 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 texture with which these characters are not only dealing with each other but themselves and the biggest one of all the bis- biggest example of this is as always a fantastic mary and blake commandment for those of you who don't know, we have a lot of commandments for Mary and Blake Media. <laughs> for our podcast, yes. Of course, the first one is show, do not tell. Um, but there's other ones like I'm not allowed to sing. And, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. However, one of the main commandments of Mary and Blake Media is give me a great bookend. Yes. If you give me a great bookend, you have won my heart. And elaborate a little bit about what a bookend would be visually in a television show. Yeah, a bookend would be something, you know, beginning with something and ending with that same something. In mm-hmm. uh, generally, what you're hoping to do is you're hoping to recontextualize the beginning with the ending, uh, even though it may be the same scene or maybe it might be the same line or maybe it's a, a similar happenstance or it is a similar scene mm-hmm. that should reflect and illuminate the beginning scene. A whole idea or maybe the beginning illuminates the end. It, it, what you're hoping to do is you're hoping to give you something that is one thing uh, and then end with that one thing, but maybe in just a slight twist. That is a bookend that, that they, they hold up and they encounter case the entire episode and hopefully when you do that again you recontextualize the meaning of what the opening or or the ending of that episode is and in this case we have a fantastic book ending that being the death of the duke of hastings (laughs) mother and then again the death at the end of the duke of hastings father this is an important writing tool the first opening scene is the the death of the mother it is a shock it is a shock to the to the viewer it mm-hmm. is a shock to lady danbury it is a shock eventually i would imagine to uh, the duke of hastings father mm-hmm. though at the end of this episode his father dies and for the duke of hastings after the immense mental beating that he took after being considered dead yeah. and convinced uh, the the rest of the staff that he was dead, the Duke of Hastings' father dies. That is a delight. Mm-hmm. That is a delight, something that in which the Duke of Hastings relishes. And that is uh, an exercise in opening up this world for the Duke of Hastings and how that also relates to Daphne Bridgerton and her mother dying, yeah. giving birth to one of, um, giving birth to Hyacinth. She uh, didn't give, she didn't die. Uh, I'm sorry. Daphne's mom didn't die. Her father had died previously. Her mother was close to dying. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah, that, that's yeah. what I meant. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, so it, 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 it's how these illuminate each other. That is what is important here. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. The director was Tom Verica. Now, you actually know Tom Verica. I do. Um, well, personally? I'm not sure if you personally do, <laughs> but most of the uh, the Shondaland media uh, people who love all the Shonda Rhimes shows, you you know Tom Verica as the husband to Viola Davis, 
uh, Sam Keating in the ABC Shonda Rhimes hit How to Get Away with Murder. He's also starred in a bunch of different movies like Letters to Iwo Jima and uh, that kind of thing. But he is really famous now for also getting behind the camera as a director. Cool. Uh, Many of his uh, titles include uh, the show Boston Legal, uh, Army Wives, Grey's Anatomy, The Mentalist, Harry's Law, Private Practice, which is the shoot-off or spin-off of uh, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Scandal, which is another Shonda Rhimes show, and then, of course... Uh, one that is dear to our heart, Mary, the Umbrella Academy. Really? Yes, absolutely. Okay, Directed yeah. two episodes of uh, the latest season of the Umbrella Academy. Very cool. Which I cannot wait for season three. I know. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> the writer was Janet Lynn, another frequent um, collaborator with Shonda Rhimes. Uh, she has written many episodes of the TV series Bones, uh, The Night Shift, uh, The Orville, and also cursed so cool. that is that Marvin what is your cups of tea rating how many cups of tea are you giving this episode oh goodness me um, I'm gonna give it another 4.8 wow sticking with it huh yeah, uh, yeah. With it. it's a solid episode I'm enjoying the characters more it was definitely more layered in regards to the feelings and emotions that we as the viewers were feeling the complexity of the relationships is getting a little bit more yes. interesting I am actually starting to like enjoy Daphne because she was just so basic. Yeah, basic. <laughs> yeah, basic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so 4.8. How about you? I'm going to give this one. I, I'm going to stick with the four. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm sticking with four cups of tea. Um, and I'm sticking with it because this uh, is better than the premiere in many ways. But the premiere also had the benefit of being the premiere. Okay. Uh, and it was it allowed us to be enveloped into this world, see all the beautiful things. It, it sets the tone. It sets the pace. It sets the expectation. Now that I have that, I need, to, I need for that to get built upon. Yes. Uh, and there are certain drawbacks to this episode that I think still exist. I still don't care about people. Yet, the world is opening up. Agreed. The world is opening up, and because of that, showing us and describing the childhood traumas for Daphne and for um, the Duke of Hastings and even Eloise uh, in in many respects, uh, that is giving us a little bit more oomph in Mm -hmm. what we're trying to get to. So this is setting everything up. This opens it up for me. Nice. What's your GBG? You're good. You're bad. And... You're great. My good is Penelope and Eloise just with their sheer like investigative juiciness as they're trying to figure out how does one get pregnant? How does right. one <laughs> how does that happen? get with child? You know, with Penelope being like, oh yeah, it's my maid. And, you know, is it something catching? Do we need to be concerned about this? Well, she's married. No, she's not. Well, how did that even happen if she's not married? Like, we need to make sure of this because we have things to do and people to see and like things to do with our lives and that whole exchange. Eloise is quickly becoming my favorite character yeah. in this show. She so. has a lot of 20th century aspects mm. to her that, that seem to really stand out. I am digging her. Yep. However, However, there is a Bridgerton that I really could care less about, and that's Anthony. Okay. How come you don't care about him? Meh. Is he is he just too much of a dink? Yeah. Like, he's just, he's doing all the wrong things. Yeah, so... And he thinks he's doing the right thing. And I, I assume that this means that at some point, there's going to be this big redeeming thing that happens for the viewer and him, but for right now... Yeah. I could care less. I could care less In about fact, you, Anthony. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say that you care less. I would say that you almost disdain him. I don't like him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm getting Dist- at. Yeah, I don't like Anthony. Yep. He would not be my friend. If I met him, I'd be like, I'm going to skip you. Yep. I'm not sending you a Christmas card. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are not getting a gift. No, thank you no. so much. <laughs> <laughs> and my great, as I said, I have enjoyed this show. Obviously, we're podcasting about it and everything, but I didn't really get to know much about Daphne. She's pretty basic. She's pretty flat. She's just the eldest daughter that needs to get married off. Honestly, you could switch her out for Hyacinth if if she <laughs> was just the older one at this point. But in this episode, and I think it's because of the conversation that she has with Eloise about childbirth, about uh, don't you find it taxing, you know, to have to kind of play this perfect role all the time, that Daphne then goes to the next ball. And as she's talking with Simon, she's like, you don't understand. Like, this is no longer a small ruse. Mm-hmm. I am here because I need to take control of my life. It's no longer just that I need to get married. Yep. I want to find the love of my life. I want to have children. I am finally taking control of this situation. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to give Daphne a big high five over the TV. And then, of course, they have that moment where they part and she does. She goes and dances with the other people. And Simon looks on and has has a little little twinge of something going on where he's not too happy with what's with her dancing with all these other people. Absolutely. So, Blake, how about you? Your GBGs. Uh, my good is the scene between Eloise and Benedict smoking and sitting on swings. Mm. Uh, you, That's his name. Yes. Ben- <laughs> you, you can't get much better. He looks older than Anthony. He does. He absolutely does. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's done some stuff. Maybe he's been to one too many parties. Doesn't maybe, use a moisturizer. He did no moisturizer no whatsoever. Eye cream. It, the eye cream is key. If you get the eye cream right, <laughs> you've got yourself a, in a good situation. Spoken like a man who actually asked me just yesterday, hey, can I start using your eye cream again? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Listen, it needs to get moisturized. I, I'm I'm 37. I'm getting a little bit older. I can see that there's some... You there- used it for like two weeks and, and now you've been off of it for maybe a month. And now I'm dry as the Sahara now. <laughs> and that ain't good. That's that's not good. You and Benedict both need it. <laughs> he needs a minute with Mary. Benedict does. Truly. Um, th- I love this scene because again we're, we're we're opening up the world and we're finally actually getting a, a real connection between two characters mm-hmm. that are within the Bridgerton family. And uh, another Mary and Blake commandment is you need um, y- you need relationships. Yes, relationships are the foundation for any good television show or book, and and it doesn't matter what kind of television show it is or movie. If it's a drama, if it's a comedy, if it's a thriller, if it's an action film, you need relationships. And how does one mean? Uh, how does one develop a relationship that is via vulnerability? That is how relationships are formed, and we're seeing some real vulnerability here between uh, Eloise and Benedict, and both of them admitting to the fact that they just aren't who yeah. they want to be. Not yet. And I love the 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 visual of it, them sharing cigarettes together, you know, sitting uh, on swings, sitting on swings, and it, it's a childlike thing. It's almost like a uh, it's almost like a thing of rebellion, like mm-hmm. kids, like teenagers sitting on swings. Uh, Smoking cigarettes together, talking yeah. about themselves and going How off. How many of us have at, you know, that early teenage years yeah. gone back because you really don't get to go to many places. You go back to the school playground right. to meet up with people, to chat. Right. I wasn't there smoking or drinking, but I know people did. I know <laughs> and, people and, did. and that that visual language is indicative of the fact that they're wishing to be back to being children yes. again and wishing to change things do so things over again are. yep absolutely absolutely all right the bad for me is burbrook he is the worst the worst in every way i can't unsee peter Pettigrew. continue i know it's true we're just gonna call him pete from now on um or scabbers we'll call no, him scabbers no no um 
he is the worst. And, and I don't mean that in a way that it's not well written. In fact, it is well written because of the fact that he is just the, the worst. worst. And he, to be honest, he might be one of the most fleshed out characters so far. Uh, in the series because you can describe him without his looks, what he does, uh, or uh, the things he says. He's just this sniveling little wow. dingleberry. Burbrook is totally the most fleshed out person. So aside far. from Aside from the Duke of Hastings. I was going to say the Duke, yes. Yeah, he's more than Daphne. He's more than Eloise so far. Uh, it's close. It might be a tie between he and Eloise. Uh, Benedict fi- finally took some steps forward. Didn't even know his name until now. Exactly. So the fact, it, the fact remains that he is the worst. And because he might be one of the most fleshed out characters at this moment... There is no chance he is going away. I hope not. He is not going away anytime soon. I know I made that prediction, by the way. Last episode came true. Um, but, but uh, you know, I'm just going to play the sound right now. Of course. Bam! Just like that. A winner! There you go, Blake. Came All right, true. what's your great? And the great for me is the, of course, the final stutter at the end of the episode. Mm, um, by the Duke. By the Duke. And this is... Uh, part of that great dichotomy that I was talking about earlier, uh, the 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 conflict, the 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 beat of his heart is uh, in real stutter right now, like figuratively and literally, uh, because he has these growing feelings, and it's it's the stutter is great, but it's specifically great because it's edited along this along the lines and along the same um, the same seam as. Uh, the final conflict between he and his dad before yes. his dad dies. I'm not going to marry, and the line is going to die with me, and I want you to know that before you die. Yet he has these feelings for it, that, that mm-hmm. are growing, and it, it is obvious. And that insecurity, that that foundation upon... With Daphne literally just saying the minute before, this is what I want. I do yeah. want to get married, and I do want to have a family and children. Yeah. He... So so that's that. and yes. And so I guess... I, I want to start this, the rest of this episode with these final moments, if you don't mind. Um, Go for it. And, and the only reason why I say that, and I, and I it, it reminds me of Diego from uh, the Umbrella Academy, oddly okay. enough. You know how when things go wrong, he has a stutter too? Yes. Uh, and he, hashtag spoilers, uh, and when he gets really insecure, especially around his dad, um, th- things go wrong mm-hmm. with him. Uh, because he too as any good any good drama character has daddy issues uh you know the duke of hastings simon has built his life around ha- his hatred of his father and this bedrock quality that he will never get married he will never have children just to stick it to the old man and yet here he is looking at this girl about whom he really had no uh, real uh, connection, uh, no feelings, nothing. And here he is, that bedrock, that granite, that that iron will is being broken. And mm-hmm. that is preventing him from being the man that he thought he was going to be. Thus the stutter problem. I find that to be excellent, excellent I writing. I it. Excellent writing. How about you? What's the thing that stands out to you most? Oh, gosh. You know, all the dancing, obviously. But there were a lot of, like, special one-liners in this episode that I just kept writing down. I almost want them as sound clips just for my own giggling. I loved, in particular, the boys. Have you ever visited a farm? Oh, like, yeah. Like, right. when Eloise is like, how are children made? Have you ever visited a farm? Uh, I just think it's amazing. However, odd that the boys know how babies are made. 
and the girls who seemingly are the same age, if not older, don't. Yeah, boys are going to be boys. Come on, man. Come on. We we know these things. Okay. It's, it, it like comes with like, you know, the, the territory. Like you I, learn about this stuff when you're like you're ten. I also loved. <laughs> I also loved when Burbick came in and he's so mad. He's saying to Anthony, "Like, what are all these collars doing here? I wore my satin knee breeches for the occasion." <laughs> love it, love it. And then of course we had um, when when Anthony is talking with Daphne and their mother, and he's like, "You're not actually thinking about the Duke, right?" And the mother says, "You know, he sent flowers to both of us." And Daphne chimes in, expensive flowers, you know, because she made such a big point about it. <laughs> to the Duke, yeah. Yes. You need to send flowers and have them be expensive. There were just these moments that I just loved and they they made me laugh out loud. This was an episode that um, I really did. I, I, I watched it another time compared to you. Yep. Um, and I just loved some of these these little lines. So, yeah, um, I, oh, another one was, Mother, may I go play with Eloise? Eloise. <laughs> You don't go play. Might I promenade for suitors with Eloise? <laughs> we don't go play. I love that. That right? was awesome. <laughs> yeah, just some like one-liners that uh, just really brought me some great joy. So something else that really happens too is um, it's a little bit on the nose, but I, I quite like it, which is the boxing scenes uh, between. So confused. Why are you confused? I'm glad that you like them because I don't really like get it. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Like, you don't get it. Why is he boxing? Well, I, it's... It, Simon boxes with his friend, Will, obviously. Because, Who is ripped. Uh, ripped to the gills. I don't want to give that guy a hug. No, he would <laughs> crush you. His peck, his left peck <laughs> is bigger than my head. Yes, it is. Like, not just height-wise, but width and... Wait, height with length, like Whatever. all of them, all of it, all of them. His <laughs> is just it's general a sphere. <laughs> his his back to chest is wider than two of me. <laughs> it was insane. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know he boxes. He boxes obviously at number one to stay fit, probably number two to also take out some of this aggression. I think that is born within him because of his father. It's probably one of those cathartic things that helps him with his stutter, and also he's punishing himself. Like he remember in that second fight with Will, he says, "Give me some more." After the whole talk mm. about you, dude, you can do anything you want. You don't have to be with this girl. You don't have to do. And yeah. you're the Duke of Hastings, and he he says one more, yep. and then just Will just pounds him. I mean, sends him to freaking it's oblivion. Just something that I wouldn't want, and it got me very confused because here we are understanding now that the Duke boxes. He does this regularly. Okay. Anthony knows to go looking for him here because he boxes so frequently and he seems to be really good at it. Yep. And yet he can't knock out Burbrook. Oh, good point. Daphne just one little pop and he's down. He's down out cold. That's and here's why... a guy that literally boxes like <laughs> on the regular. Knows how to box. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Beats the guy to... Beats the bag out of him. And he's still flopping around like a fish. <laughs> And he still has enough wherewithal to just give that final scathing yes. remark, you know, about about his about his, his dad yes. and, and his mother. Like that the whole thing. That confused me. What do you mean? So he was saying to him, um, you know, I, I know stories about your dad and um, how he couldn't have a son mm -hmm. and how difficult that was. So I don't understand. Like, was his mother not the Duke's wife? What or was he just wishing? I didn't understand what he was saying there. Yeah, I don't know either. 
it, that's something that we're going to have to, I think. Go yeah, back he and said, um, I know how badly your dad wanted a boy and your mother could not deliver. So does that just mean? Well, no, I think that's probably more speaking to him that he is that he isn't a man. Oh, that you know, he could never be what his father wanted them to be okay. because he was a stutterer. That makes the more whole sense. Thing, so. I'm like, she did deliver a boy, Burbick. Right, Burbroke, Burbrick, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> scab is Peter Pettigrew. Listen, Scab is take a hike. Um, I but I want to get back to the. To, to the boxing boxing a little bit here just because there's a great scene between and it's it's subtle this part this part is relatively subtle in that anthony shows up to tell hastings to scram go go get your shine box stop courting my sister yeah, yeah. and part of me thinks you know simon is doing this because everyone keeps telling him no and because Daphne is like, I don't want to be with you. I don't care. I'm like this. This is an arrangement. The ultimate hard to get. Yeah. This is like, I don't, whatever you do, whatever you say, it ain't gonna matter. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter. We're not going to be together. I'm using you to get myself an actual husband, yeah. to get myself an actual man, which goes back again to the whole final, you know, thing that, uh, you know, Peter Pettigrew says, you know, you, 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 you're not even a you're man. Your mother man. couldn't even give birth to you, like uh, giving birth to a real man. Mm-hmm. So the, I think all this plays together. Another thing that ha- that plays together with this too in the boxing match is Anthony, despite the fact that he's kind of a dingleberry, does show up. And he starts boxing uh, Simon. And he's doing it to defend his sister. He's doing it to like take care of his sister. Simon never has any of that. He doesn't mm-hmm. have an actual family except mm-hmm. for Lady Danbury. He doesn't have any of that... Um, People who've got your back. connection. Yeah. Yeah. He's been out on his own. And I, that's probably by design. I mean, we got to see how much he enjoyed the family dinner with the gooseberry pie. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. He does. He- there's a little part of him that you think longs for that. So I, I just think that there's something there where Simon has rejected family. He has rejected the, this connection for so long. And when it finally shows up, it's through the guise of a boxing match into a, about a girl uh, that he really had no intention mm. on actually falling in love with. I like that. What do you think about Marina Thompson and the whole love story and how that all came to be? And My favorite part yep. is when Penelope asks her, you know, how did you get pregnant as Penelope and she are eating cake? And she says, cake. And Penelope's much yeah, joke right. on it. <laughs> that was my favorite moment. Uh, uh, and then Marina, of course, goes on to say, it was a story about how she met uh, Sir George Crane and how he gave her cakes and biscuits, maybe mm-hmm. provided by Hagrid. I don't know. He has bakery. Um, You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> but I liked it. Okay. I'm still waiting to flesh that out a little bit more, but I did enjoy seeing her letters and seeing her write some of the letters and then seeing the help um, come in and reprimand her. Mm-hmm. You know, she asks, like, when is your lady going to let me out? Well, this is your own doing. Like, you have yourself to blame. Right. So we're getting more layers of Marina. We're understanding that she is in love, that she does want to travel away and go be with her love. 
Um, and she is just kind of getting that Cinderella treatment that you're yeah. talking about. How about you? And there's again the the, the title of this episode I, I think applies to Marina as well. There's some shock and delight here. Shock mm-hmm. about the pregnancy. Shock about how the pregnancy comes about. But delight in those letters. Delight yes. in knowing that she does this. This baby is not born out of. Um, uh, born out of like just uh, a lust-filled encounter. This is something that is actually real to Daphne. Yes. This some, I'm not to Daphne to to Marina. This is something that is um, this child will be loved no matter what. And the other thing that happens here too is that we have uh, a fantastic, fantastic conversation again between Daphne and Eloise. I know we've mm-hmm. talked about it, but just having that conversation about birth. who they are and yeah birth and uh, how she like she's terrified she's terrified mm-hmm. of birth and how children can like r- ruin lives essentially yeah. and, 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 pre- and prevent her from going to the university and prevent her from doing all the things uh, that, that Eloise wants that Eloise wants yeah and yet Daphne on the other side wants all of those things wants mm-hmm. to be a mother, wants to get married right away, finds definition in those things. But you also have her mother, you know, Lady Bridgerton was saying like this, you know, you're just going to throw yourself into your family and raising your children. And this will be what brings you joy if your marriage doesn't. Yep. And she, Daphne, of course, looks up to her parents as this great love story who sure. had it all. And she wants the exact same. And further contrast here too, is how, Daphne, yes, is saying, I'm controlling my life. I need to do this. Yet she is still subject to men. She is still subject to the will of of the Duke of Hastings. She really is still subject to the will of her brother. And on top of that, um, we... (laughs) She cannot do what she wants unless she is given it essentially mm-hmm. by her brother or the uh by the duke yet on the other hand in another contrast the, the duke is going out there and pounding scabbers right just giving him a pounding just giving him a beating yes. yeah and the bro- and the brother is is about to challenge burbrook into a duel and like there's going to be this huge thing yet it's her mother, Daphne's mother, is the one that solves it. Exactly. You know, we're just going to do what women do. We're we're going to go talk. The help here is everything. She gets inspired, of course, by her get together with the queen, who's just yep. sniffing her snuff the whole bl- <laughs> the whole time. Basically upset that nobody's gotten engaged. That she called Daphne out as the the gem of the ball, and she's still not engaged. And mm-hmm. to to make this right, she needs to get together with the duke. That would elevate her status in a way that the queen deems fashionable mm-hmm. because she was the one that she kind of graced with her presence and the mom delivers man yes she does and do you think the queen did this on purpose yes like the queen is aiding this process to make sure that she don't look wrong oh yeah yeah I think oh so, yeah completely too. i mean we had that weird interaction with the gentleman come in and say the physician wants to talk with you about the king oh is he dead no then then we don't need to talk yeah. <laughs> and i just want something that excites me we've got that person with the high heels and the tight clothes doing all those weird bending things right she obviously has this really crazy lavish life and yet this is what she lives for she would be one of those rich people who's addicted to oh the housewives that not Dude. even the housewives, but like Jersey Shore. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, I got like, you. Like, not among her own. Maybe not even that. Maybe You know what? Not even that classy. What? She's addicted to that show, Floribama. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's like an off-brand Jersey Shore that takes place between, like, Florida and Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. She's, That's what the queen She's into do. Florida. Yes. Or yes. like the Shahs of Sunset. Like mm-hmm. she is in on that. Yes. She doesn't even go as high as no. like keeping up with the Kardashians. That that that's like basically Steven Spielberg to her. <laughs> <laughs> I know how this all works. Give me the nitty gritty. Give me the real people, right? Um I do also need to call out one more quote that brought me so much joy from once again Eloise, who is is my fave right now, mm-hmm. is she says that Daphne having a nice face and pleasant hair isn't an accomplishment. Because of course she and Bel- <laughs> Penelope are going for this walk and Penelope's like, but look at Daphne, she's already got it all. Having nice hair and a, ple- a pleasant hair and a nice face isn't an accomplishment. Well done, Eloise. Well done. <laughs> Let's also talk to real quick about Burbrook's mother and that whole thing. Mm. Visual language here is really important. Yes. And audio language is really important. You get disgusted by these people because um, when they're chewing, that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. And the smacking of the lips and how she is insisting that her son is the best, despite the fact that he has uh, some illegitimate child with some lady yeah. somewhere, who knows where. Uh, but the audio language is telling you that. And the visual language of it, too, is that the, the camera is focusing in on their mouths. The mm-hmm. camera is is coming real close to this lady's face and just showing her as like a, 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 a figurative pig. Yes. You know, and that's really important. Again, this, this, this the show is giving you a language that you can tell about these people without actually mm-hmm. having to hear them, mm-hmm. which is really great. I agree. Which is really great. Um, you, know what I no- you know what I noticed? What's that? I noticed the blue club lighting when Did they were really? going into the final ball. Yes, all right. First off, they enter, and it's light blue coming from the windows. Yes. And they someone threw like fake snow or flowers or something as the as they entered. But yes, each of the windows had this like blue glow to it. And yep. I just, once again, wanted to make some clubbing sounds. <laughs> but I agree with you. It gives that youthful, this is a dance, this is a party kind of feel to it. And um, the dance that they did, that cute little hop dance thing, mm-hmm. when they had this big talk and they said, okay, now we need to really pretend to enjoy each other's company and they're smiling and calling each other Simon and Daphne. And they have that moment where they're so close and Simon's like looking at her closed eyes. Oh, so great. But can we please learn that little dance hop thing? Of course. We'll figure that out. Or like New Year's <laughs> in, in our jammies. We'll just do it. Do you like... How uh, Lady Featherington was talking about how the condition was was uh, being uh, like like contagious, contagious, yeah. like they could like catch pregnancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, excellent stuff! I also loved the picnic scene. I just thought it was very pretty. Yes, very pretty. Uh, and isn't that where the count? I mean, the duke. Is that where he tells her or is it the first time they're walking? No, it's the first time they're walking when she's telling him that she wants flowers, that she's like, you need to be buying me these flowers. You need to be taking me to all these balls. Right. It really needs to be like you're courting me. And, and like they're says, negotiating the amount of balls that they have yes. to go to between eight and six and whatever. And he says, if I was really calling you, I would only need five minutes in a drawing room. Oh, man. Oh. You know what that is? Bam. I mean, I wouldn't have to be What? But, you know, that is a smooth That's freaking him being line. like, girl. <laughs> if I wanted it? Yeah. 
you know, kind of reminds me of Superman and, and Superman versus Batman. If I wanted it, you'd be dead already. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that. I'm in on that. If mm-hmm. I wanted it, you'd already be in my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is someone in his bed. Yes, that's right. He wakes up in those those red satin sheets, whatever they are. I don't even know I mean, know that's what they Duke are. sheets. I don't know. How, what kind of thread count is that? Don't it's get like that a, at Macy's. It's like a kabillion thread count. It's not even Egyptian. It's like... It's just spiders actively making you... <laughs> They 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 live under the bed and they just pop out the most luscious new thread. You're welcome. Oh, on man. that note, yeah, ready, ready to, to wrap uh, it up? Yeah, let's let's, uh, let's wrap this bad boy up, shall we? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's time to do the uh, whistle down power rankings. Ooh, yes, you ready Bring for this? Want to let you know that the whistle down power rankings is actually brought to you by the Marion Blake store. Do go and get all of the great nerd things and nerd merch that you can think of and we will soon have some Bridgerton Bridgerton yes uh, merch and I'm very excited about it agreed I try to get at least one piece of merch per episode so we'll but figure that out we're still dipping our toes into Bridgerton we'll so fi- we'll yes. figure that out but go to MarionBlakeStore.com check out all the great nerd merch for Outlander This Is Us soon to be Bridgerton um, oh geez uh, Harry Potter all of it it's all there MarionBlakeStore.com All right, Mary. So this is when we give our power rankings on who we think the top three people are that are going to be Lady Whistledown. So who do you have in your top three for the power rankings? Is it the same as last episode? Why don't you go first? They they can change. They can morph. They can do all different things if you'd like. I mean, I still like Mr. Baron Featherington just because that's really fun. Absolutely. I'm still down with that. Um, Lady Danbury is still there. Okay. I just think she likes to meddle. And did I say Eloise last time? Still? I think you said Eloise. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still sticking with my same three. Okay. Okay. Right. Good, 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 good. All right. Uh, for me, <sighs> all right, my number one. I mean, maybe we should name Benedict now that we know his name. Well, I was actually going to say that. Thank goodness. My number one, I think he has, Benedict has skyrocketed to number one. Well done, Benedict. Uh, just because he's getting all the information and he too wants, wants out. Wants he wants has he, out. Has he ousted Anthony from yours? Oh, yeah. No, okay. Anthony is now number two. Yeah. Anthony is number two. Uh, Eloise has fallen for me. Okay. Uh, Eloise is now right. out, out of the top I'll three. I'll grab her. And I'm going to say it's Penelope. That's still, she's still my dark horse. Nice. Still my dark horse choice. You want to know why? Because she's the one who goes to talk to Eloise about the pregnancy. Oh, she likes to gossip. And... As soon as she talks to Eloise about the pregnancy, uh-huh. Lady Whistledown's writing about pregnancy. Or could it be Eloise because of that? Could be. I don't know. It, it could be one of the two. But I. But Penelope is my dark horse. Okay. And I still say because she's been getting trounced by her family this entire time, she's the one who wants to break. She wants. She wants to be the Joker. She wants to burn it all to the ground. <laughs> 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 some some men, in this case women, just want to see the world burn. And, and I think it's Penelope. Penelope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blake. I so dig it. I think that's 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 where I'm going. Oh my with gosh. It. <laughs> All right. Uh you have a uh you have a theory for this one? No. You don't? No. Oh, okay. Well, I figured what we'll do, you know, we usually it's the outlandish theory of the week or mm-hmm. for the leftovers, it was the sudden theory of the week for the, uh, for this is us. It's the hot take of the week uh, for this one. 
I think I'm going to call it the scribbling predictions of the week. Ooh. What do you yes, think? Yes, please. All right, I got a scribbling prediction. You okay. ready for it? All right, I here am. we go. So part of the conversation that Simon's father has with him is, listen, the only reason why we got this title is because we're exceptional. And uh, the king has given that to us. And we have to remain exceptional. Hmm. Uh, It feels like their aristocracy. It feels like their family name. It feels like their their title is based on performance. That is not good. Not great, Bob. Uh, Definitely. Not great, Bob! The Duke better kiss those spider thread sheets goodbye. (laughs) So... How did this come about, number one? And and really, what it's leading to for me is, number two, where's it going? And can we get one as being podcasters? Right? I know, because we're excellent, right? Um, (laughs) No, it just, it feels to me that something is going to happen. Okay. Something bad is going to happen with the Duke of Hastings, which will uh, make his, it will be twofold. One, it will ruin his relationship with Daphne. If she doesn't need him anymore. And then number two, it will potentially threaten his dukedom, right? It yeah. will it will threaten his his sheets. His, 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 his sheets. They'll take away the spiders. They yeah. can't take away the spiders. So I think that's important. Something is going to Ooh, happen. Nice picking up on that. And I feel like it's because their title is contingent upon how excellent uh, the Simon they didn't get tenure yet. They have not gotten tenure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I, it, it, and it's all subject to the king. Who? Another clue here is that uh, the queen is saying, "What's wrong with the king? Is he fine? Is he dead? If he's not, yeah. whatever." We, we're getting the sense that something is wrong with the king upstairs, mm-hmm. and it's all to the whim and whimsy of this. So if something gets to him, the king via the queen, oh man, who knows what's going to happen. Can't wait to meet the king. So that is my theory. He's like a Lord Farquaad. (laughs) (laughs) That is my scribbling prediction of the of the the episode. I'm down with it. It's not for the week because we're doing this every day. So, but scribbling prediction for the for the episode. What do you think? I think it's great. All right, awesome. Here we go. Ready to uh, close this bad boy out? Sure am. Let's do it. once again for taking the time to have us join you and talk about this new show Bridgerton you know we just kind of got excited got swept up in the momentum along with you and we're really excited to check out this new show I might even after we finish the series I might even delve into the books I might I might we'll see but I'm I'm enjoying all these different people and their wonkiness and their romance and we're gonna see where it takes me so just know that we will continue to keep this spoiler free for season one of course yes and um, and I think any season's going yes, forward. Yes, any season's going forward will still be spoiler free, but I'm just very inspired and I hope that you are enjoying this. You know, we're of course recording this at the end of 2020 in the midst of this pandemic. Maybe some people listen to this in the future. <laughs> um, but we say this, especially in our Harry Potter podcast, that we like to bring you some lumos in the time of Nox, some light in the time of darkness. So we just wanted to let you know that 
watching television, but also sharing about it in a community brings us a lot of joy. So if you are not yet a part of our Marion Blake community on Facebook, yes, we would recommend you do that. And how can they search for that? Yeah, just go to the Marion. Just look up Marion Blake group. And that is our that's our Facebook group where you get to get together with all different people and all the, on all the different shows and topics that we cover uh, and be a part of that community. Another vibrant, amazing community that has been developed is the Nerd Clan. Uh, go to jointhenerdclan.com to check out all of the great uh, bonus podcasts and premium episodes and, and, and just really that Nerd Clan community. All the nerds that are there are amazing and right now if you're listening to this in real time you're probably already there because this is an early access thing and as of this moment we have not yet been approved by Apple Podcasts that will be coming within the next couple of days I imagine but if you're listening to this in the future do go to jointhenerdclan.com become one of, uh, an official nerd there and uh, enjoy all the great stuff that we have going on in that community community is, is absolutely the the number one thing that Mary and I promote and create. We want to be able to chat and engage with you. That is foremost the most important part of what we do here. Agreed. So on that note, my name is Mary. My name is Blake. And you've been listening to Bridgerton with Mary and Blake. (laughs) Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. Oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.